Welcome to the PG Growth Planned Giving Podcast. Thank you for joining me on the PG Growth Planned Giving Podcast. I'm Ed Sluga. Today, we're taking a unique look at planned giving by focusing on one sub-segmentation of the charitable world. Today, it's hospital foundations. How do hospital foundations run planned giving, and how is it unique, and what are those unique opportunities that are presented and unique downsides when you're working in a hospital foundation? To explore this, I'm joined by two very well-experienced fundraisers who worked for decades in hospital foundations. Jane Jameson spent over 20 years at the Grand River Hospital Foundation in Waterloo and Kitchener, Ontario, while Colleen DeJagger was the longtime director of planned giving at the London Health Sciences Foundation. Both of them were, have unique insight into how planned giving is run in hospitals, and it was a really interesting conversation and I, one I hope that you find very helpful. So here is my conversation with Jane and Colleen. Well, Jane and Colleen, one of the things that I remember when I worked at a hospital foundation was that plan giving was a bit unique. And for us at PG Growth, we've always talked about the sector and fundraising sector as being something that we can take cross-pollinized types of ideas and put them into any setting, but there really are unique aspects to working within a foundation at a hospital and plan giving within that foundation. That's what I found over the years. What about you, uh, Colleen? What, what did you find that was a bit unique about being in that hospital setting and working in plan giving? Well, I think one of the key uh, differences is um, the fact that it's so dependent on government support and that can go awry pretty quickly um, if you switch governments or um, there's some big um, budgetary emergency provincially your your uh, budget can disappear very quickly uh, or it can be cut back so um, that leads to a lot of sideline complications like bad publicity lineups at the emerge uh, mental health taking up uh, an unfair share of resources and leaving other people in the hallways. Um, so being in touch with your donors and messaging is very critical and um, getting out ahead of um, what could be bad publicity and being very interconnected with your communications department at the hospital because they're two different things. The foundation is not the hospital. And that's also a big misperception in the public um, that you pay doctor salaries and you don't. So those are the kinds of things you have to be very clear about. So marketing and communication is very important when it comes to hospitals. Yeah, and Jane, I guess that would mean that the stewardship of donors, both in the plan giving context, both the expectancies, but those that you're talking with, that relationship, I know it's important everywhere, but it, particularly in those kind of community hospitals, regional or even local community hospitals, that stewardship of expectancies and that stewardship and moves management mm -hmm. cultivation with our prospects has got to be a really important aspect going on all of the time because we never know when that re the reality of being a government agency, that hospital being a government entity, is going to pop up with unique opportunities for 
PR and and various other engagements that we need to uh, need to have with our donors. For sure, I th I, I think uh, Colleen's point earlier about having close relationship with the communications department of the hospital is is really important so that uh, you understand the messaging when a when a crisis occurs when bad publicity occurs uh, and you you want your donors uh, to feel like they're they're part of the organization that they can pick up the phone and you know even if they're mad if they're mad about wait times and emerge in, in uh, hallway medicine, uh, any of the things that, that bubble up all the time in hospitals, you want them to pick up the phone to say, what, what's going on there? I don't, I don't understand this. And you want to have those conversations. That's, those are the sort of insider relationships that drive uh, certainly leadership gifts, but, but plan gifts as well. If, if, if people feel that they can do that and, and get good responses. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess the government, uh, that re reality of the hospital being a government organization and the foundation being uh, connected with it and raising money, they'll provide some really positive opportunities. I mean, I think about the medical uh, professionals and depending on the size of the hospital, perhaps some of the research professionals that are that are floating around, uh, you know, some of them world renowned, some of them known in Canada, some of them you know, important uh, medical professionals in our communities, they're really available to us, aren't they? Which is another unique aspect of being in a foundation related to a hospital and, and, and promoting planned gifts. I mean, that's something that is a bit of a gem that the hospital foundations have. Isn't that right, Colleen? Yeah, I would say that's key because really, um, if your doctors are on side with your fundraising efforts uh, and, and the purpose behind you as a foundation, um, they could be potential plan giving officers. You know, they're the ones that can identify. And I know um, in different areas like universities in the States, for example, that's the primary job of the president of the university is to fundraise. Um, if you can get doctors on side, um, they can be very good resources. They can call you and say, you know what, I've got a patient who would like to talk to you, or I think you should call this guy. And it has happened many times with me. And because they're the, they have a very intimate relationship. And we all know that planned gifts are all contain a, generally contain a emotional trigger. It's not about the taxes, typically. Uh, it's more about uh, something that touches their heart. And grateful patients are a huge um, potential prospect base. So doctors have access, direct access to that. And if they trust you and they know you're not going to attack their patient and you know hammer them over the head asking for money, but if they know that you're going to develop the relationship and treat them well, um, yeah, absolutely. They can be a huge resource, as can be nurses. If you're in a bigger hospital, researchers as well. Um, setting them up, actually, for face-to-face uh, -face visits with people who have an interest in their area. Um, or, you know, all, all those kinds of things um, can be very good resources for planning referrals. So, uh, but I know there's a bunch of people here uh, right now, and Jane, I'm sorry to... I think I cut you off there, but I, I, I know there's a lot of people working in hospital foundations right now saying, well, that sounds great, Colleen, but how, how, do we, how do we get them to help us? Jane, 
how do we get those medical professionals to help us or what what's been your secret over the years uh working at a hospital foundation to make sure that they are advocates for us so one of my favorite things that i used to do was uh organize a lunch for plan givers once a year so people who had indicated that that uh, the hospital was was in their will uh as a charitable bequest and at that lunch uh, which was free. Uh, we we picked up the tab for it, but we would invite one doc every year to talk about some of their challenges and some and their successes with their area of the hospital and and different physicians, different departments, different years, and they got to meet some of the donors. And forever after that, they were wonderful with with being able to. Um, to speak to donors one-on-one -on -one and to understand what we in the foundation did. And uh, th these were real people that were ultimately left big gifts a lot of times to their programs or to the hospital in general. And it was a really neat way to bring together the donors and the physicians and, and uh, it, it was really powerful. I, I enjoyed doing that. Absolutely. Well, I know from my own experience, it was always very powerful. And the one thing I do recall is that a lot of the docs would be a little reluctant at first. They didn't know what they would say. And a lot of them, too, felt as though their program was not all that exciting and who would be interested in hearing about what they were doing. It was very interesting from my perspective, to hear docs saying, well, who's gonna want to hear me talk about cardiology for 15 or 20 minutes? And, I, and it was really, uh, for me, a, 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 an important point to get across to one or two of them that our donors wanna hear as much as you've got to give. They're, very, they're fascinated by what you're doing. And Absolutely. I think they became champions within the medical staff to say, hey, I had a really great experience going to that event. Uh, you should do it if they ask you. Um, uh, and I think that leads to one of the things Colleen was talking about, which is also kind of a unique experience in the, in the um, hospital foundation world, is the source of our prospects. Um, and I know, uh, Jane, from working at a, a community hospital, um, that everyone in the community is our prospect. I, I think that's what you found as well, working at Grand River Hospital Foundation, that we touch the lives of pretty much everybody who works in our community. Is that what you found? Absolutely. And, and there were, there, there were uh, grateful patients that became plan giving prospects, but their families as well, who were so appreciative of, of care that they received. Um, it, very emotionally based plan gifts. Uh, the, the hospitals are very lucky in that way to, to, uh, to generate that sort of emotion. I think especially in community hospitals, there's a lot of uh, commitment to, to the, the local hospitals and that, that support is, is, uh, is really significant. And I think, Colleen, for you, London Health Sciences Foundation, a little bit larger, you know, directly connected with a, a medical faculty uh, at Western University. But I, I think a lot of the same 
things are true um, in, in terms of it being a bit of a community hospital and, and what are what some of the tangible things that you did to kind of leverage that presence within the community of, of the hospital itself? Well, I think, um, you know, just pointing out to the public that um, everybody's going to need this hospital at, at some point in your life, right? And uh, I like Jane's point about the fact that the community hospitals are, um, you know, it's a, it's a tighter community and people need each other. Um, what I used to find, ironically, at London Health Sciences Foundation was that some of our best plan giving donors were also people from the more remote communities. And I had a theory behind that was that people who live in a big city and they have access to these big hospitals, they take them for granted. Um, so they're not as, um, they still support them, but I think from outside of the, that community, when you're into a rural situation, if there's a severe uh, uh, crisis, airlifting someone to a major hospital for specific surgery is going to have to happen. So those people in those outlying communities, they have an appreciation for the big city hospitals. So it's interesting. I always found that juxtaposition kind of interesting that the people in the city I had more plan giving donors and prospects outside of London than I did in, in London. And I, I always found that very interesting. So I think the community aspect um, extends into, like not only within the community itself, which is great because everybody in that community knows they're gonna need their community hospital. And that, you know, funding is a struggle sometimes, but uh, also extending it into the big cities um, where they can get the specialized healthcare that they can't necessarily get remotely, like in a remote location. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I want to touch on one other thing um, that you you mentioned, Colleen, something you were saying earlier, which I think is a really unique thing when it comes to the hospital foundation. And that is a lot of our community uh, wants to support the hospital, but doesn't really understand what the foundation is raising money for. And yeah. and. I think that's another challenge that we have, but a unique opportunity as well for us to talk specifically about what it is the foundation raises money for and, and what relationship that that money has to the overall operation yes. of the of the hospital. Uh, I know that that's something that we have to always work at trying to explain, particularly with gifts that will be created today, but but obviously with the plan giving world um, help the hospital in the future but it's a narrative that we have to focus on isn't it absolutely and I think that's really important um, I think that's why when you get into planned gifts a lot of them come from grateful patients because they've walked the walk they've lived it. Um, you know they understand that you know the government just pays for the basic standard of care and if you want an MRI machine you're gonna have to pay for it yourself or a robot you know or any of these extra things or even up-to-date ultrasound machines. They, they aren't in the budget, so you gotta raise the money, and that, that is critical in your messaging, for sure. And Jane, have you found that that's something that's easy to differentiate out in the marketplace? Is that, or is that something that we've gotta constantly work at? I think that messaging constantly has to be out there. And, you know, it's nice to have the cases for support that are, you know, the, the the glitzy new shiny equipment um, but I think the message also out there can be that uh, 
that were raising money for really basic the the beds the the pain pumps the the ultrasounds as colleen mentioned that the the year in and year out those items are being replaced and uh it's 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 kind of that basic equipment uh i'm not sure the public always understands that that uh, the foundation is supporting and uh so that that it's 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 constant messaging with with what the needs of the hospital are and there's no shortage of needs and i think many in the community recognize that uh it's a long list of needs thank you for joining us on the pg growth plan giving podcast for more podcasts please go to pggrowth.com or subscribe to our podcast through the itunes store or through android google play thanks so much and we'll see you again soon